0: Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name's Scott Jennison. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Melinda Jennison's my name, Managing Director here at Streamline Property Buyers. And we're really excited to be bringing you another in- Uh, insightful episode, Um, hopefully you take a lot of value from the information that we're about to share because what we're going to take a deep dive into is what tools property buyers have available to them to assess the value of a property. Now we know that in various market conditions, um, the most frustrating thing that we hear consistently from buyers that we're talking to is just not understanding what they need to pay. Now, you may be aware that in Brisbane, if you are looking on realestate.com or domain, it's very rare to see a property list price. So a lot of guesswork comes into, can I afford this property or is this going to remain within my budget? So hopefully today's episode provides some insights into some of the tools that are available. And then we're going to obviously assess how accurate are some of the tools that are available to you to use as a consumer.
1: It's interesting how you started that one off and said... um, some valuable information today. And that's what we're looking at is valuing property. And and as, as you touched on there, Linda, also in Queensland, um, when a property goes to auction, um, they can't actually give you a price guide. Mm. So that makes it even harder for the, for the purchaser and the buyers to understand what the property is actually worth. So what, they, what people tend to do, obviously, is trying to understand how much a property is worth when they start looking, so they know they're not either looking at something that's gonna be outside their price range Um, and it's something they can actually afford without spending too much time on it um, to look at those properties. So a lot of people tend to use automatic valuation reports. Can Mm. you give us a little bit of a summary on that?
0: Yes, so automatic valuation reports or they're correctly known as automated valuation model reports provide an estimate of a property's value based on mathematical equations. They relate to how the actual market or they relate to um, the various features in a property being used in regression equations. So the size of the property, the number of bedrooms, the number of bathrooms, um, also the location of the property. And through some very complex maths, um, a property value is computed based on the input data. The more input data that there is into the model, the more accurate the results are meant to be. So for example, when we're looking at residential property, Um, large data sets are used to calculate the value of a typical property in a location where automatic valuation reports are more reliable is when we've got a lot of consistency in the style and the type and the size of properties where they are very inconsistent is where you've got a lot of compositional bias or a lot of variation between the quality of different properties of um, the same size so Um, we're going to explore um, automatic valuation reports today in this podcast and we're going to take a deep dive into how reliable are some of these tools that we know a lot of consumers do use and and Scott there's been a number of occasions where our own clients have come to us and said oh I've just done a quick search online and the the values coming up at this Um, and quite often there's a huge discrepancy between some of those AVL reported numbers and what our uh, full appraisal is for a particular property based on our local knowledge as well as the data
1: yeah now these reports are are used widely throughout the real estate sector as well and, and there's lots of obviously mortgage brokers banks financiers. um some of them actually use these types of things to to get an idea of what a property is is worth as well um when you're looking at real estate obviously there's you know agents do filter so through the back end um you can actually you can actually see where price um, properties are filtered in price ranges to give you an idea when you do a search for property as well um with the automatic value reports what are some pros when we go through that and and talk to people about the, the pros and cons
0: I think it's really important to take a deep dive into some of the pros and cons of using the the automatic valuation reports. Remember, they're algorithm based, so they're based on maths. Um, And because of this, um, I guess the first big advantage is that they're very systematic and they're very fast. Um, It basically means an estimate can be provided almost instantly once an address is entered into a particular database think about um, you know, heading on over to onthehouse.com.au, it's very easy to enter any address and straight away you'll get a price guide um, which will give you a lower end range and an upper end range for that specific property. Um, and when you do get that sort of information instantly, it's really attractive for you as a buyer to get some sort of instant price feedback.
1: I think that's the way people live these days as well. Um, whether it's looking for a price of property or whether you're looking Um, for for news or information, a lot of people like that instant um report to get things done straight away. So yeah, I think number one is probably it is it's very very fast.
0: And look, you know, we know based on um, the way we uh, complete our uh, appraisals for clients when they're looking to purchase a property with our buyers advocacy business, streamlined property buyers. at times, we'll spend up to one hour on an individual property, um, providing a very accurate price guidance, because we're not only looking at the maths, we're looking at um the art and pricing a property is not all science Um, there's definitely an art to that as well and we're going to talk about um you know the importance of having that on the ground local knowledge on top of um the maths but that's definitely one of the reasons why automatic valuation reports have become more popular over time if we were having this conversation more than 20 years ago scott there was no such thing they didn't actually have This sort of information available to buyers, Um, so it is a sign of the times, obviously you know we're living in a more advanced society. um, In terms of the technology that we rely upon for everything so it's only been a matter of time before technology has moved into pricing property so definitely speed. um, Getting things fast um, and getting a high volume of of, uh, property prices produced instantly is one of the advantages of this model.
1: Yeah, and I think the, the other one is also they're cheap. Um, they'll also save costs. And you know, when you talk about spending that much time uh, doing comparative market analysis on property, they're, they're a lot cheaper. Um, so you'll save cost, and especially when you need to generate a large quantity of those.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you could input you know um, tens or, or hundreds of addresses um, and have that, that information available to you instantly. Um, so yes, definitely a time-saving opportunity there as well. Um, I think because they're computer generated reports, they do eliminate human error as well. Um, And there has been debate over some subjective um, analysis that can have some bias in it when pricing property. Um, So of course, those that are um, pro um, automatic valuation reports um, would argue that there is no human error. So there's less room for error um and that does remove any bias and subjectivity from the equation as well but of course we know um you know we can take this back to science and um a really good thing that i've been able to dig out is some academic papers on assessing the accuracy of the the automatic valuation reports that various um uh, computer generated models can produce and um, assessing how accurate they are compared to market value or sales value of a particular property. And we've done some in-house um, research ourselves just to see how accurate or how reliable these, these different models are in producing the same result by importing a single property address through multiple different platforms to see what the results actually um, have been. So we're going to run through that as well.
1: So we'll get on to that. I mean, I just want to also touch on the cons, um, and, and you'll probably pick up a little bit of this when we go through, through this example that Melinda was talking about as well. So some of the cons um, of the automatic valves.
0: Well, first of all, um, like any mathematical uh, modelling that's based on algorithms, it does rely on a high volume of quality data um, to be put into the model. Now, obviously, residential property does actually um, transact Um, in a fairly high volume, but if you're in an environment or a suburb where you've got very few transactions taking place, it's much more likely that the information that is produced is less reliable because the volume of data that is available um, to go into those mathematical models is reduced. Same in an environment where you've got lower sales volumes, the fewer properties that go into the model um, to to make up that mathematical equation or that algorithm, uh, the less accurate the results are likely to be. So having a higher volume of transactions actually makes it more accurate. So it does rely on high quality data going into the system.
1: And the next one, obviously, this is something that I'm probably quite big on as well. and, And this comes back to as you talk about one of those pros, how it's, it takes away that human error. The next one is is the actual condition of the property. Um, so instead of you know, it obviously assumes that assumes that it's an average state like most of the properties in that area, and it doesn't take into effect any renovations or it, it's still that it's an unrenovated house like all the other houses in that area, and it won't take into account all the renovations or what is actually happen, happened to that property.
0: Yeah, it's one of the big disadvantages of the automatic valuation reports that are produced. And one of the reasons why when you're in locations that might have a lot of different types of properties on different size blocks of land, but importantly, they are a different quality, fully renovated homes versus unrenovated homes. This is where the information becomes much less reliable. There is no algorithm or mathematical model that can determine the condition of a property. It cannot determine that the property that you might be looking to buy is superior to or inferior to the other three bedroom, two bathroom property that might exist five doors down. So it's absolutely critical that you keep this in mind. It has no ability to determine the condition of the property, that is the finishes um, of, of the renovation or the condition of how new the property is compared to others in the area.
1: And what about th- when you're talking about sort of the composition of the houses and, and the various sort of how the how the properties compared to others and they're not just very generic
0: well we just talked about that to some extent where you've got a lot of um, variation in the types of homes in a particular area uh, the models or the numbers that come out of the automatic valuation reports can be less accurate. So if we're going to use some examples, suburbs, for example, here in Brisbane, if you're looking at a location where a lot of the property stock is very generic and it's very similar, you'd probably be looking at some new estates where most of the block sizes are very similar. And they might be producing a lot of homes, A.V. Jennings homes, um, very similar style of build. Um, a lot of them might be four bedroom, two bathroom with a double lockup garage, Um, there's not much difference or there's not much variation from your property to the other you know 50 or 100 properties in the immediate area that's where the automatic valuation reports can be more reliable because the stock or the properties that are being input into the equations um, they're all very similar in terms of their quality However, when you start to move more towards the city, where you've got inner city locations, um, some properties here in Brisbane, you've got character Queenslander homes built alongside brand new renovations, you may have the occasional new build that's been um, put up on a subdivided block. Uh, You've got some older pre-war homes that might be sitting ready to be improved. And then you've got some original Queenslanders that are not yet renovated. You've got a lot of difference between the different types of properties that are for sale in a particular suburb this is where those automatic valuation reports become much less reliable and you generally find that the ranges that um, are produced by these models are become less accurate for property buyers you're
1: seeing a lot of that in brisbane at the moment as well when you know places that are starting to gentrify and we're seeing a lot in brisbane where people are doing either if you can uh, a knockdown rebuild or split in split into two and doing two brand new houses, larger renovations. So you're seeing a lot of this type of thing happen in Brisbane at the moment. And you touched on that the new estates. I mean, obviously, in that type of thing, there's a lack of historical records.
0: Yes, absolutely. And this is another um, drawback of relying on these automatic valuation reports. Whilst in new estates, there's a lot of um properties that are very similar so that they can therefore produce some more accurate results the drawback in new estates is that if it is a very new estate and you don't yet have the historical sales you don't yet have the volume of data that these algorithms rely upon to produce accurate results so you can see it becomes very technical in terms of um you know how much property buyers can depend on the numbers or the ranges that some of these reports will produce because um the big unknown is what data is actually going into these algorithms to spit out a number that determines the value of the property that I'm looking at so um yeah it's important to go through some of these disadvantages so buyers are really aware of um of why they may not be able to rely on these as 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 you know gospel
1: I guess the um the automatic valves would have struggled a little bit in the last few years, um, especially especially in Brisbane. I, I not over all the other areas, but when you've got a fast changing market and, and that market is moving really, really fast, how's how's it gonna rely on the up to date data?
0: Well, this is the big issue with Um, the automatic valuation reports that are produced, they do rely on settled sales data to go into the algorithms, um, which go into the equations that are used to produce the the property value ranges. And the issue is if you are in a very fast moving market, and that might be a market that is appreciating or growing in value rapidly month on month, very similar to market conditions that we saw off the back of COVID here in Brisbane, where we saw in just under two years, 42% price growth in the median values of dwellings across the city, this is where automatic valuation reports become much less reliable uh, because they're lagging and they're lagging indicators. And I know at that time, any time we saw um, our clients um, talk about the automatic valuation reports, we always had to help them understand how much the market had moved in the last two months um, to help them understand that the inaccuracy of the historical maths that these reports were relying upon would mean if they Tried to buy within a range um, that was computed by these models um, they'd simply keep missing out, and there was a huge opportunity cost. of being behind the market at that time when the market was shifting in value between two and 3% every single month, so you know, this is where if buyers are caught up relying on something that's not accurate, um, they can make. You know mistakes and they can they can delay a purchasing decision which can ultimately cost them more if you are in a rising market where property values are increasing month on month likewise if you're in a falling market and you've got automatic valuation reports that are are pricing a property higher than what you actually should be paying in the current market conditions then that's going to cost you more in the buy-in price up front so again it's just important to get a good understanding not only of what the automatic valuation report might be saying, but what's happening in the current market, what is the direction of the current market so that you can get a much more um, reliable indicator of, you know, what the property value might be in in today's values.
1: So there's basically in a nutshell there, there's no better way than doing a comparative market analysis that's independent on your own, uh, knowing the local area, knowing the streets, knowing the houses and, and what has sold and up to date, um, just like we do here at Streamline Property Buyers for all our clients as well.
0: Well, I mentioned that we'll get into some uh, reports that have been conducted that have actually assessed the reliability of some of these models. And um, there's a great report that was put out by the uh, Krakow University of Economics. Um, It is US based, um, but this report was actually conducted to determine the accuracy of. Uh, these automatic valuation reports. There's been some interesting um, data that came out of the back of this academic research. Um, And for those of you who know my background, um, I do tend to dive into the the, the detailed research from time to time because it does help to explain what we might be um, seeing or experiencing. um, And it helps us to to determine whether this is something that we should be relying upon in the property industry. Um, I think there's so much data in property, but understanding how reliable that data is or how accurate that data is is the most important thing for property buyers because we must overlay that with um, that on the ground knowledge that said um this research paper actually indicated that um, and and this is quoted from the paper automatic valuation model reports should not be perceived as providing seemingly consistent and reliable valuations across the board sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. So that doesn't give me much confidence, Scott, um, that, that these reports are reliable. Um, more interestingly though, they actually went into the margin of error and this helped, um, or this assisted, um, those that were reading the the report to determine what is an acceptable margin for error. Now a margin for error in automatic valuation reports, uh, measures the, Magnitude of the the difference between what is projected as the property price and what was the actual property price upon sale. Now, in this report, um, the average margin for error in residential property was plus or minus ten percent. So, plus or minus ten percent accuracy. Now, let's get an understanding of that at a at a property value of one million dollars. If you've got ten um, percent um, accuracy up to the upside or the downside on a $1 million property, you'll either be overpaying by $100,000, or you will miss out by the property in buying the property by $100,000. So that means that uh, the property range produced by the automatic valuation report would be between 900,000 and 1.1 mil. If the property transacts for 1 mil, there's going to be 50% of buyers that have um, you know paid too much or 50 percent of buyers that um, have potentially underpaid so if we look at that as um as an accuracy range for property buying and then we quantify that out based on the purchase price of residential property here in Brisbane you can see that that's a huge margin for error
1: and I think when we when we go through the example report we've got as well and when you look at that I mean you when you get those automatic valves you you're looking at a, a range of two hundred thousand dollars um you know we've bought bought property for, for, for clients within a thousand or so dollars. So a, a range of $200,000, um, you wouldn't know where to actually put a price on that.
0: Absolutely. And um, the authors of this article go on further to say, uh, to put automatic valuation uh, reports into perspective, um, the author, Tretton, In 2007 takes the view that automatic valuation model reports contribute to the process of arriving at evaluation but ultimately the quality and accuracy are data and valuer led there is no automated replacement for subjective professional judgment and i think this comes down to what we describe to our clients all the time this is the art of understanding how to value a property. It is the subjective professional judgment. You cannot purely base the price of a property on objective data alone, and that is what these automatic valuation reports do attempt to do, but you must consider the art of property buying in that. They summarise their report by suggesting that automatic valuation models won't take the place of a professional appraisal, and there will always be a need for a local for the local knowledge and expertise that's required not to mention an on-site evaluation of the physical condition of a property so this is the academic paper that does talk about are these automatic valuation reports reliable are they accurate Um, and based on the information that's being provided and summarized based on a whole host of different avl models that do exist out there um, it's very evident that they have their place but they should not replace um, a reliable on-the-ground um, observer who is able to use not only data but also price in um, the property value based on what's happening on the ground.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones out of that last line was that local knowledge. I think um, local knowledge and the expertise in your in your local area. Now, I know you've you've done a little bit of an exercise, um, a bit more homework as you normally do, um, and and done a little bit of an example of a property so we can go through some different um, automatic valuations.
0: I have done that, and this is a random property address that I have picked in the suburb of Wilston. It's where our office is located. It's not our office address, but um, it is a property nearby. Um, Now, what I did is I entered that property address into seven different automatic valuation models to see what is the reliability that all of these models will actually produce the same results. How accurate are these in producing the same results? And not surprisingly, I had some very different um, Uh, numbers that uh, were provided to me. So um, the lowest range for this particular property um, came in at $1.69 million. Yes, it's a a high value property. Um, The highest range came in at $2.9 million. So already we've got $139,000 sorry
1: <laughs> 1 million,
0: million. $1, um thousand dollars worth of difference between the lowest end um of one avl and the highest end of another but let's run through some of the results based on the data house that we used
1: so the the first one on here uh, if we run through them on the house 2.4 to 2.6 mil
0: So a nice $200,000 range there. So again, if I'm a property buyer, I still have to determine where within that range, the property's um, actual value might fall, if at all. Um, I then went to realestate.com who have uh, the opportunity to search by property address. Um, Unfortunately, it did not have enough information to be able to produce a reliable report for me. And it told me that that was the case. So um, I got nothing from realestate.com westpac um they're in exchange for your personal details um you can get your automatic valuation report from that one 2.4 to 2.6 exactly the same as what we received from on the house so this um, gave me some confidence that we've got two data houses at least telling me the same thing
1: it's nice that we got confidence within two hundred (laughs) thousand dollars um core logic um 2.15 to 2.9 mil
0: This is an interesting one. This is our paid data through RP data that we have access to um, as professional buyers agents here in Brisbane. Um, Interestingly, it also picks out a mid figure of $2.52 million as being the most accurate uh, price guide for this property. Um, And just for complete transparency, as a team, we do not rely on this core logic information either because we feel that it is often grossly inaccurate um, in determining the actual price of a property. So um, whilst we do have access to some paid data, which is meant to obviously be more reliable than what the free um, AVLs might provide, um, it's still not always uh, the best available.
1: Now, I'll just touch on that. We do get a lot of good information through CoreLogic as well. Um, the, the amount of information we can get through there, um, it does help us um, immensely with what we do in our search and in looking at properties but obviously not so much on the VAL side of it, the auto vowels.
0: Well, I think like anything, um, data houses are excellent for accessing the raw data and being able to apply that human element and that ART um, by being able to extract the the raw data based on what has actually sold um, RP data and the information available from CoreLogic is fantastic for our team to be able to access that data. But again, they will have their own algorithms that um, provide their their uh, projected property uh, price range. Um, and this is where it becomes computer generated and therefore we believe less accurate. So we prefer to use that raw data and um, put our human element on to that, understanding the local knowledge that does apply.
1: So we jumped across then to the domain um, and it was 1.69 to 2.23 mil.
0: Yes. And it put through an average uh, price of $1.96 million. And I know just based on the property that um, we used as an example address, if you put an offer in of uh, $1.96 million on that property, you'd be way off and you'd just completely miss out. So anyone that would be relying on domain for their automatic valuation report for this particular property um, would just simply miss out. And you wouldn't want that to happen if it is the perfect home for you. Um, we then went to realestateview.com.au. Um, it was consistent with On the House and Westpac. So the range there was still 2.4 to 2.6. Perhaps they're using a similar algorithm um, and sharing it across multiple platforms. Um, and the final platform that we assessed was Open Agent. Um, and Open Agent, again, in exchange for personal details, you can get access to um, the property price calculator. And in this case, it came in at 2.1 mil to 2.89 mil with an average of 2.5 so i think there was some consistency between all of the data houses around that 2.5 million dollar price point but we also know based on our on the ground experience with this particular property that it is a renovated property to a very high standard Um, this Uh, The algorithms are assuming an average specification and I think anyone that went in with an offer would this if this property was available around that 2.5 would simply miss out. Um, And this property is more than likely to be valued up around that $3 million price point, um, as opposed to in the mid twos, and this is exactly the reason why it is important to get some on the ground local knowledge to understand more about the particulars of a property and the particulars of a neighbourhood, because sometimes um, the automatic valuation reports um, simply underquote, Or what would be even worse is that they overquote and therefore you do overpay for a particular property and um, that's not something that any buyer would want to do.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Knowing um, the property that you use as an example and what has sold in that area, um, the houses around it, a lot lot have been renovated, a lot have been done up, some new builds in little bits and pieces, not a lot. Um, That one from Domain, you've probably got the block of land and maybe a couple of trees, but I'm not sure how much house is going to come with it um at that price so yeah it it does really show and that range that's something i keep going back to um the range that they've got there is that two hundred thousand dollar range that's a lot between a massive amount to buy and and not to buy a property as well
0: So I hope that this episode has really, um, you know, showed some discrepancies in terms of some of the online automatic valuation reports that are available to you as a property buyer, but also just helped you to understand um, that when you are assessing the value of a property, Um, Yes, some of it is objective, some of it comes down to science and some of it comes down to maths, but there is the element of the art and um, that comes down to local knowledge, it comes down to understanding the unique attributes of a property, the condition of a property, um, and that does require that human um, element, the professional input, and obviously that is one of the reasons why a lot of people do opt to use our services at Streamline Property Buyers to ensure that they don't overpay um, or that they actually pay um, what the market value of a property is um, in a market that might be growing in value um, and very competitive.
1: Excellent. So, hopefully, that helped everyone. Um, I apologize I didn't give you the, the weather update, but these cold, cold nights and chilly mornings, but beautiful sunny days here in Brisbane. Um, something that's uh, not a lot of people down south will probably obviously appreciate as much. We enjoy it. We love it. So that's why I rub it in all the time. Um, Winter's not that bad up here. I'll let Melinda wrap it up as we normally do. It's been good talking and um, hopefully it's been great information. We'll talk soon. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now.
0: Thank you once again for tuning into our podcast. Um, Please don't forget, head on over to Google, um, type in Brisbane Property Podcast. You'll see all of the platforms where you can subscribe to the podcast. Head on over to our website to listen live um, or hit on iTunes, Spotify, uh, whichever is your preferred platform and hit the subscribe button. Um, That way you won't miss out on any future episodes. There are some um, advantages for subscribers, which you will find out once you um, hit that list. As always, we hope you have Enjoyed this episode. We'd love for you to leave us a review Um, and we look forward to speaking with you again this week. Thanks so much for your time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us.